Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Jazz, the Radio Free Brooklyn uh, weekly program dedicated to international jazz, coming to you once again after another great episode of uh, Mike Joseph Jerry Curl Chronicles. And uh, what we heard right now was just uh, the phenomenal Camille Berto, who has uh, just released a new album entitled Pas de Géant, which is uh, her first album on the OK Sony label, and it just came out a few days ago. And today we'll be, in fact, focusing on some uh, really amazing uh, new albums as well as albums which have not yet been released, but for which we do have advanced copies uh, to share with our listeners. 
And these are all albums that have come out in the past two or three months or about to be released in the next uh, weeks or months, which shows that uh, jazz and improvised music are indeed going through a creative and quite impressive phase with a probably unprecedented and increasing amount of new albums of very, very high level. Later in the show, we will also feature an exclusive interview with drummer Bobby Previtt, who has uh, just released one of uh, such intriguing new albums, which will be launched this Friday at Roulette in Brooklyn. Before moving forward, uh, let's go back to the first artist that we just heard tonight, uh, Camille Berthaud, uh, who's a young French singer with a unique talent for infusing every song that uh, she interprets with a contagious dose of uh, nonchalance matched by her very virtuosic skills. Uh, she will be performing at a jazz standard on the 20th and the 21st of March. Uh, we'll therefore play more music from this album in the coming episodes, and we will also feature an interview with her before the concert. She's just one of those rare artists whose uh, career was launched by a video gone viral on uh, the internet, but also had a talent to match this uh, sudden popularity. And so after a gorgeous uh, debut album on the Sunnyside label entitled On V, uh, she was very quickly signed by a major label, uh, Sony, for the uh, OK Records sub-label. And for those of you who are afraid that uh, when an artist signs for a major label, automatically that means that the artist will become more commercial, well, you should not fear. Camille Bertot, Lézissi dit pas de géant, keeps uh, her artistic integrity untarnished. On this album, uh, she's joined by longtime collaborator pianist Dan Tepfer and many other amazing musicians, and most importantly by Michael Leonard, uh, which uh, renders uh, this music even uh, richer uh, thanks to his uh, wonderful arrangements. In fact, Michael Leonard is a talented trumpet player who has uh, a knack for lush arrangements, which have uh, made him in demand with both uh, pop bands like uh, Steely Dan, for instance, for which uh, he's a music director, and uh, for hip-hop groups like uh, Tribe Called Quest or R&B stars like Bruno Mars. He has uh, set up a remarkable orchestra, which is like uh, an all-star of New York's uh, finest musicians. Their concerts have been some of my personal favorites in the past two years. This band's concerts can bring the dead back to life. So if you see them, uh, that they're performing in town, don't miss their concerts. Lucky for us, they've entered into a recording studio, and in the summer... Uh, this orchestra will release their first album once again uh, for the Sunnyside label. And uh, Michael Leonard has shared with Mondo Jazz a preview of this album, and a song entitled The Silent Swarm Over El Paso, which is the second part of a suite entitled The Painted Lady Suite.
five uh, beautiful compositions and all of them were perhaps uh, put together because of their capacity to synthesize very, very different sources of uh, inspiration and uh, come out with uh, synthesis, which was very, very unique. We started the set with uh, the Michael Leonard Orchestra and a composition entitled The Silent Swarm over El Paso. This is uh, from a CD which has not yet been released and it will be coming out in June on the Sunnyside label. After that, we heard the music of uh, Ben Lamar, a composition entitled Miss Neely Burns from a CD entitled uh, Downtown Castles Can Never Block the Sun, uh, which is also coming out uh, in a few weeks, or I should say a little bit more than a couple of months, on the International Anthem label. Right after that, a CD that on the other hand has already been out for maybe three months, and it's really been, um, in my view, one of the absolutely most amazing and surprising albums that came out in 2017. That was the uh, voice of uh, Alicia Hall Moran. The CD is entitled uh, Here Today, and that was released on uh, the family label of uh, Yes Records. From that album, we heard uh, two of the, I would say, most touching compositions, Oklahoma Girl and I Am The Fire, both of them compositions by Alicia Hall Moran herself. And then we completed this set with Gina Leishman, the British artist that has been uh, here in New York for for many, many years and has also herself just uh, released a CD, which brings together all her uh, loves and uh, interests and this was a composition entitled The Lovers, uh, and the CD is entitled Geography. And then speaking of artists that have a long tradition of uh, uh, putting together different sources of inspiration, I would like to now uh, dedicate the next section of uh, Mondo Jazz episode of today to Bobby Previtt, the drummer and composer that has been at the forefront of the New York creative scene for decades. He has uh, just released a new album uh, entitled Rhapsody on the uh, Rare Noise Records label. This is the second chapter of a trilogy that that he has dedicated to the idea of uh, traveling, something that uh, musicians um, do all the time to bring their music to audiences around the world. The first part of this um, trilogy was entitled Terminals, Part 1, Departures, which was a set of five concertos for the group uh, So Percussion, which premiered at Merkin Hall in 2011 and was released by the Cantaloupe Music uh, record label. The second chapter is the one uh, that we're going to focus today on, and it's entitled uh, Rhapsody. This is the result of a residency which uh, Bobby Previtt uh, was awarded uh, through the Greenfield uh, Prize of Music at the Hermitage Artist Retreat. This project uh, premiered in 2017 in Florida and will be performed on uh, Friday, uh, the 2nd of March, at Roulette in Brooklyn, and will also be on the 3rd of March at uh, Painted Bride in Philadelphia. Traveling appears to be a common thread uh, throughout uh, Bobby Previtt's uh, career. And the names of uh, some of his projects uh, or the titles of uh, some of his albums or songs uh, seem to suggest that, and um, among them things like uh, Latin for Travelers, Pan-Atlantic Band, Ground Truther, To Close the Pole, Gone, Separation, Drive South Along the Canyon, so on and so forth. We uh, reached out to Bobby Previtt and we tried to figure out what is that keeps uh, drawing him towards the idea of travel. It's so strange because just last week somebody said that to me and for the first time I, I I hadn't even realized that. I thought this trilogy about travel that I'm doing now was kind of the first time I had 
uh, you know, address the, the issue. <laughs> and then somebody said, well, no, what about all these? Like you just mentioned. <laughs> so I guess I'm, I'm sort of obsessed with travel. I have traveled so much. And I remember going to Europe for the first time. I remember going to Italy for the first time in France and Germany and Holland. And, you know, how excited I was and how different it was being an, an American and never having been there. And, um, you know, as a child or anything, you know, I went there as an adult uh, on tour for the first time. I guess that became such a part of my life. I was always traveling, you know, and I was always a, a stranger. I just became aware of how many times I was a stranger. I'd look around me and I'd see people who were going out to dinner together or were doing this or, you know, and I would be a lot of times alone. It's, it, it was just started to be fascinating to me. How does one navigate uh, the waters of, of travel? Uh, and, and I realized, you know, you really are vulnerable when you're traveling and you really rely a lot more on other people and on and on the society and on the infrastructure of where you are. I guess th that's when it started, when I started traveling a lot. Meeting people of another culture is the best thing you can do as a citizen of the world. And not everyone can travel, but everyone should. That's when you really start to see the human drama. I really do feel that one of the problems in the understanding between people is that people just simply don't, they don't leave home a lot. I remember very well going to Europe the first time and just, you know, meeting people and, and seeing how differently they thought. And that was really an eye opener. And, and especially um, because I'm Italian, when the first time I went to Italy, and I saw the, the Italians and comparing that to my experience as an Italian American, as Americans, you know, we are just so we're pretty far removed now from our roots. I really realized that when I went overseas for the first time, you know, not to mention going to a place like, you know, Japan or, you know, you just learn so much and you just sort of learn, well, it sounds corny, but you learn tolerance, you know, because you see how they live and, and it's not always the way you live, and, and then, you know, that's okay.
From uh, Bobby Previtt's uh, latest album, uh, we just heard All Hands. Bobby Previtt will launch uh, this new CD entitled uh, Rhapsody and released by the Rare Noise Records with two concerts, uh, one in New York on the 2nd of March at Roulette and uh, one in Philadelphia on the 3rd of March at Painted Bride. For this project, uh, Bobby Previtt has assembled an all-star lineup uh, featuring Jan Shiu on vocals, uh, Nels Klein on guitar, John Medeski on piano, Tina Parkins on harp, and Fabian Rucker on saxophone. And uh, he has placed them in a rather unusual acoustic setting. Especially Nels and John and, and, and Zena are also so known for their electric work. So I decided, what if I write an acoustic piece? I say to John Medeski, you know, no organ, just piano. You know, Nels, just acoustic guitar which again was terrifying. You know, I, I called Nels and he said, oh great, I love to play acoustic guitar. But I realized how easy it is to write a piece for people like this 
when you're writing electric music, you know, I could just write an electric piece and I could go, you know, Nels Klein, uh, 10 minute solo, right? <laughs> you know, and, and you'll get some brilliant, beautifully constructed electronic solo as part of your piece. And you've just, you know, you've just written, quote, <laughs> 10 minutes of music. <laughs> but uh, when you're writing acoustic music, you know, it's a lot different. You, especially on a thing like a guitar, you play a note and the note's there and then it dies in a second. You know, then what? You follow it with another note. What do you, I had to figure out the zone I wanted everyone in.
We're focusing on the new album by uh, Bobby Private Rhapsody. This last composition that we just heard is entitled The Last Stand slash Final Approach. Bobby Previtt has been a very prolific composer with tens of albums uh, that have been published over more than uh, three decades. This uh, makes him uh, one of those uh, rare drummers that has uh, distinguished uh, himself also for being a very significant composer. Uh, Rhapsody marks a new frontier in uh, Previtt's career as a composer. This is the first time that uh, he has faced also the challenge of writing lyrics uh, for his music. It's one thing I'm going to write a piece on the poems of Walt Whitman, <laughs> and it's quite another thing to write your own words. And then again, it's another thing to try and say something with them in, in a narrative form. One of the things I was trying to do was make the actual experience of hearing the lyrics mirror the experience of traveling so that at the end of Rhapsody, you are perhaps a very different person than when you started. And you are in a different place entirely from where you expected to be. The writing of the lyrics was really, of course, a challenge because I had never done it before. You know, I'm a big fan of, of, of music with words. I have been my whole life. I'm a big fan of, of you know, the old Broadway shows, Rodgers and Hammerstein and Sondheim. And, you know, I love that tradition. And the way these people put words and music together is stunning. Uh, I had a big, big ladder to climb. You know, my wife is a as a writer, she helped by just telling me they they weren't awful. <laughs> I, I didn't let her listen to it, see the lyrics for months and months and months. And she did help me. She would say, well, this lyric is, is kind of obscure. What do you really want to say? So that was a, a great help. So, And also, it doesn't hurt to have Jen Shu singing your lyrics. I sang them when I was writing them. I, I was just despondent. I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. And my wife, Andrea, said, wait, wait till Jen sings them. <laughs> I was like, well, what's the difference? You know, there's the same words. Like, so what if Jen sings them or I sing them? She could just wait till Jen sings them. Just, just wait before you judge them. And then I brought them into Jen and she sang them. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> These aren't bad. You know? The delivery system is really important. And E-flat is just an E-flat. But, you know, when Coltrane plays it, it's different. It's like all in the in the way something is the attitude and the way it's put forward and the way it's delivered she just took them and just lifted them up I see.
And that was a uh, casting off uh, with which uh, this part of uh, Mondo Jazz uh, of today dedicated to Bobby Previtt's uh, latest CD, Rhapsody Ends. Uh, Rhapsody was uh, released a few days ago on the remarkable uh, British uh, Rare Noise uh, Records label. Let's now continue with uh, music uh, which has been uh, beautifully arranged uh, for a medium-sized ensemble, but sounds as if it's played by a much larger band. We're now going to move on to a very uh, new album, which is entitled uh, Heritage, which is the latest uh, CD by Owen Broder, with a great lineup which includes the likes of uh, Frank Kimbrough on piano, Matt Wilson on drums and Jay Anderson on bass, and uh, matches uh, them with uh, young and promising players like uh, Brother himself or Nick uh, Fincer on trombone or Sarah Caswell on violin. The tune we're about to hear is entitled Wherever This Road Leads, which has been arranged by one of the most promising young arrangers, Miho Hazama. Thank you. 
these are some more of the brand new releases that uh, we're focusing on for uh, this episode of uh, Mondo Jazz on uh, Radio Free Brooklyn. We started this set uh, with a composition entitled Wherever This Road Leads by Owen Broder from uh, Heritage, a CD dedicated to jazz interpretation of uh, roots music from the U.S. This tune was arranged by the young and uh, promising arranger Miho Azama, who evidently has uh, quickly been able to go to the core of uh, this uh, musical tradition, even though she hails from uh, Japan. Uh, Then uh, we moved on to listening to some music by the uh, duo of Italians, uh, uh, Nicola Conte, who's a DJ and producer, a great trombonist uh, named Gianluca Petrella, both of which uh, come from uh, Apulia, the southern region uh, of Italy. And uh, this is a composition from their latest EP, which was uh, entitled Nigeria. And to continue on this uh, virtuous encounter of jazz uh, with the club culture, exemplified by their collaboration, we heard another very recent EP, uh, this time by Nubia Garcia, the British uh, saxophone player that uh, took the Winter Jazz Festival by storm last January as part of the British Jazz uh, Showcase curated by DJ and producer Giles Peterson. From that uh, EP we heard uh, When We Are, uh, featuring also Joe Armand Jones on keyboards, uh, Daniel Casimir uh, on double bass and uh, Fimi Coluso on drums. And since uh, we've moved to the British scene, uh, let's focus on uh, another British uh, jazz artist which I love, uh, drummer Steve Arguelles, who, together with his uh, longtime collaborator, French pianist Benoit Delbecq has recently revived one of the most beautiful European bands, the Recyclers. From their latest CD entitled Davou, here is the composition Kitchen. Thank you. 
As we are focusing this episode of uh, Mondo Jazz on uh, some of the most exciting albums that have uh, either just been released or are going to be released in the coming weeks or months, we started this set uh, with uh, Kitchen, a composition by the recyclers from their latest album, Devu. In the coming weeks, we'll dedicate more time to this uh, seminal band uh, with a retrospective over their captivating discography and an interview to Steve Arguelles, the co-leader of the project and uh, drummer of the band. After that, the very recent CD by pianist Jason Moran. This is a special project that he was commissioned to do by the Chicago Symphony Center, 
with the members of the Kenwood Academy Jazz Band. It also features a key figure of the Chicago scene like uh, Ken Vandermark. The album is entitled uh, Looks of a Lot and uh, just came out on the Yes Records uh, label, the label that uh, Jason and Alicia Holmoran uh, run together. From that album, uh, we heard big news. It's particularly touching to realize the impressive uh, musical talent of this uh, large ensemble and think uh, that uh, it's really a band of very young students. Moran uh, took part uh, in this project uh, also to address uh, gun violence in the neighborhoods where the majority of those students and their families uh, live. This is a topic that uh, is especially relevant today, but uh, especially relevant for them, considering that uh, one of the members of this band, guitarist uh, Aaron Rushing, was uh, shot to death uh, before the premiere of this project in May 2014, on his uh, 16th birthday. Moran was uh, so touched by this experience that uh, he took it upon himself to give uh, visibility to this project, and he has done so also through this uh, remarkable new live album. And then uh, continuing with uh, new albums and projects that match uh, remarkable music with a very engaged uh, social stance, we then moved uh, to the latest record by Shabaka Hutchings and his uh, Sons of Kemet project. They have uh, recently published a new album entitled uh, Your Queen is a Reptile, which uh, marks their debut on a seminal record label like uh, Impulse Records. From that uh, release we heard that My Queen is Ada Eastman. Sons of Kemet is another British project that uh, represented one of the highlights of the last uh, New York Winter Jazz Festival, whose audience uh, Shabaka Hutchins had already impressed uh, one year earlier in a double bill with uh, Pharaoh Sanders. Let's now continue with another uh, very recent release that goes on uh, along the similar lines of uh, music and social engagement. This time, it's the turn of a Hobby Horse, a trio featuring two musicians from the US who are based in Italy, Dan Kinselman on saxophone and Joe Remer on bass, and Italian drummer Stefano Tamburino. Uh, they have recently completed a tour of the US uh, to promote their latest release, Helm, uh, on the Awand record label.
celebrity, validation, the desire to be seen as one who counts, to be among the counted, a limited number of seats given to some, denied to others, the latest American religion taken off with Scientology left off, the great mind control, the belief you can become, the belief that you can know, is it a matter of cultivating envy, making others wish they could have what you have, live the life you live, the god of those who beat the odds, cultivating talent, investing 10,000 hours, cultivating ideas or exploiting them, thinking of what others have not thought of, making communication easier, exploiting the unknown, fulfilling people's unwanted desires, making them feel they can't live without something they've always lived without. Is it self-actualization or self-image actualization? Is it the desire to be see what name in print or in lights? Did the successful escape the everyday travails of worry, disappointment, dead and doubt? Heroes, mothers, martyrs? Is it about self-sacrifice or having to sacrifice nothing? Is it about changing the times in which we live? Exercising compassion to entrepreneurial individualism? Striking gold? Being of service? The golden rule? Divine intentions? Raising families that share those intentions? Is it more about ambitions than intentions? Setting a goal, having a drive, libido, are we acting out of sexual fantasy? To control, to dominate, to be controlled, to be dominated? Is it about philosophy describes and prescribed patterns of thought? Delineating a structure, a framework? Are we talking to ourselves? Are we addicted? Cultivating addiction? Should we replace weed with tobacco or tobacco with weed? Water with wine or wine with water? Sugar with honey or agave? Meat with tofu? Ridding ourselves of toxins? Is that it? Ridding ourselves of the unwanted, the undesirable, the unhealthy? Are your thoughts simply an echo of how you feel? Are your feelings as good as thoughts? Can you distinguish between the two? What is the purpose? Money? Does that solve the problem? What is the problem? What is the question? Will how I ask the question determine the answer? What time is it? Who set the clock? Who coded, decoded time? Are there different ways of keeping it? What is the standard? What is the guiding principle? Get rid of fear? Every individual knows what it feels like. Everyone is wrapped in their own emotions, beliefs, timelines, and connections. You can make as much sense of it as you wish to retreat into your shelf of beliefs and disbeliefs. We observe, take action, build, contribute, sit back, doubt, grow fat through comfort or through worry. What if nothing you are convinced of is actually the case? What if it works the way it does in your presence because it's what you expect of it? What if the truth is not enough? What if it's not enough to be sincere in your actions and deeds? If you must also listen and not to blame, to see your own faults and not list those of others. What if the other is a lie? If nothing is original, unique, or without purpose? What if it means you must sometimes sit in silence and not defend yourself? What if you are not alone and alone? Unable to see the reason or understanding your understanding and all of its glory manages to still get in the way. What if your mind works against you? What if it's simply not your time and the stars are right where they belong for it all to make sense and you choose not to believe it? What if you're too tired to write and think and the music is too loud to concentrate or fall asleep? What if when you turn off the music your mind starts to orchestrate the silence in every creak of wood, the wind through trees, the call of birds, your heartbeat is enough to dance?
And this was a set of uh, four compositions uh, that uh, uh, brings us quite close to the end of uh, today's episode of Mondo Jazz. We started uh, with uh, Obi Horse, um, this band uh, featuring Dan Kinselman, uh, Joe Remmer, and Stefano Tamburino. And we heard the title track of their album entitled Helm, which uh, was uh, just released on the Italian label Awan Records. Right after that, we heard the music of David Murray, and we heard a composition entitled Obe from his uh, latest album entitled Blues for Memo on the Motema Records label. We then continued uh, with um, another upcoming album um, that is going to be released in uh, April. It's uh, Mark Ribot's uh, Ceramic Dog, one of his uh, many projects, one of his uh, most uh, powerful projects from uh, the upcoming album on the Northern Spy Records label, which is going to be entitled Why Are You Still Here? Uh, we heard a composition entitled Oral Sydney with a U. And finally, we heard uh, the trio of uh, drummer Jeff Cosgrove, uh, together with uh, Scott Robinson on saxophone and Ken Filiano on bass, from a, a very, very recent CD entitled Hunters and Scavengers. We heard a composition entitled High Low. Jeff Cosgrove always has a very stimulating projects, and this is uh, his latest one. We're now winding down, and I would like to thank you for listening to Mondo Jazz, and uh, once again remind you uh, to stay tuned for another installment of Rob Richard's uh, Bushy Garage. We'll be back next Wednesday at 10 p.m. In the meanwhile, uh, you can find Mondo Jazz online on uh, SoundCloud, uh, MixCloud, uh, Podomatic.com, and iTunes. All our shows are also featured on allaboutjazz.com, the greatest uh, online jazz source. But uh, before finishing, I would like to uh, play one more track. And uh, since we were now listening to the music uh, performed by Scott Robinson in uh, Jeff Cosgrove's trio, why don't we stay with uh, Scott Robinson that I saw very recently at the said uh, closing night at Stone with a very remarkable performance that uh, took place uh, to say goodbye to the venue opened by John Zorn 13 years ago, who has now relocated, however, in uh, its new premises at the new school on 13th Street. And uh, speaking of Scott Robinson, this is uh, now uh, from a CD entitled Light Blue under the leadership of uh, German bass player Martin Wind. And the first uh, composition on this album is entitled While I'm Still Here. Thank you. 
Thank <laughs> you.